Thank you for listening to another inspiring message from the Movement Church. To find out more about the Movement Church, you can check out our website at theocmovement.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The OC Movement. We're in the series called At The Movies where we're taking some of our favorite classic Christmas movies and we're just pulling them. First of all, we like to have fun, and so we're watching some great movies. And we're also able to watch these and use those as word pictures or illustrations and pull from it points and practical application from the Scripture for our lives today. And today we're doing one of our favorite Christmas classics. Today we're going to watch the Polar Express. Not the whole thing. But anybody, everybody, anybody like the Polar Express? Yeah. Last week, if you weren't here, my wife, she just killed it up here. She did an awesome job, and she unpacked some biblical truths from the great Christmas classic, It's a Wonderful Life. And we found out that 70% of you had never seen it, and so we quit the church the next day. We were disappointed in all of you, not your behavior, but your character. No, I'm kidding. So I hope you guys went and watched that. But today, as we unpack the Polar Express, the title of my sermon is A Journey... To believe, and, and at some point today, I will be singing Josh Groban for your entertainment pleasure. <laughs> a journey to believe. Everybody walked in here in different seasons with different. Man, I just I could preach all day with y'all up here. I'm gonna throw this out right now. Y'all might not get to go down, but uh, everybody walked in here with different faith backgrounds. Some of you uh, maybe on the last leg of your faith. Some of you maybe have been walking with the Lord for decades. But for all of us in this room. There might be something that in this season, we're hoping and believing that God will do something special. For some of us, we walked in today with doubts and questions, trying to discover if we actually still can believe. In this story, we find a young boy who is at a point of decision, a crucial year, where he is trying to discover if he'll ever hear the sounds of the bells of Santa's sleigh. He's questioning whether or not Santa Claus is real. He's investigated the encyclopedia and Time magazine, and he's searching and wondering and hoping, and really at a point of about to give up on whether or not Santa Claus is real. And this is his own journey to believe. And I want to challenge as we explore today Would you just be open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives as we are on our own journey to believe? Let's watch this clip. Well, you coming? Where? Why, to the North Pole, of course. This is the Polar Express. The North Pole? 
I see. Hold this, please. Thank you. Is this you? Yeah. Well, it says here, no photo with the department store Santa this year. No letter to Santa. And you made your sister put out the milk and cookies. Mm -hmm. Sounds to me like this is your crucial year. If I were you, I would think about climbing on board. Come on, come on, come on. I've got a schedule to keep... Oh! Suit yourself. moment of decision why to the north pole of course how many of you love tom hanks can i get an amen in this place man the terrible moment of decision so here's a young boy who is in this crucial year of his life faced with a big decision does he listen to and follow the evidence that is piling up against the fact that santa claus is not real or does he believe what his heart wants to believe the terrible moment of decision. And he's here facing this train and the conductor comes out. And I love how the conductor is persuasive, but yet not forcing him, not throwing him on the train, not saying, get on this stinking train right now. It'd be a different movie, a creepy movie. We'd never let our kids watch that movie. But here the young boy faces this challenging and huge decision before him now guys listen i'm not here to try to persuade you whether or not santa claus is real that is not what today is about and if you don't believe we're praying for you i'm just gonna throw that out there we are praying but that's not what today is about but the question that i would pose to you is this what is the big decision that you are facing today what is the big decision that you are facing today there's a passage of scripture that i love it's found in second corinthians Chapter 6. I'm going to read this from the message translation. And this is uh, Paul writing to the church at Corinth saying, hey, listen, there's more out there for you. He's reminding them of the promises that God has given him. Listen to what the scripture says. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Pull out your tablets, your phones, your, your old school Bibles. Or if you don't have them, you can look on the screens. It'll be up here with you today. But, but check this out. It says... I heard you call in the nick of time. The day you needed me, I was there to help. Well, now is the right time to listen. The day to be helped. Don't put it off. I love that part. Don't put it off. I wonder if there might be some of us in here today that are facing big decisions before us. Maybe for some of us, we really are at the precipice of whether or not we believe in an eternal God, a creator God, 
Maybe for some of us it's, can we really put faith in God for this specific scenario? Or do I just need to go with what I know, with what is my strength, with the evidence that is backed up, with what I have explored on my own? And the writer here is challenging the Corinthians, wait a minute, God's been there every time you needed him and he's right here before you. Don't put it off. Don't frustrate, God, don't frustrate God's work by showing up late. Throwing a question mark over everything we're doing. Isn't that so true that we live in a society, a cynical society today? In fact, that's kind of the whole point of this movie is that we need to see it first before we can believe it. Our work as God's servants gets validated or not in the details. God's always doing things in the details. And often he's moving in the inner workings of the little components of life. Little conversations, little things here and there. As small reminders that he's still in the journey with us. But often because they're not the great grand shining lights and the parting of the sea. We dismiss the details and in the process dismiss the very hand of God at work in our life. People are watching us as we stay at our post, alertly, unwaveringly. He's saying, hey guys, this isn't the time to give up hope. This isn't the time to turn back. This isn't the time to lean upon our own understanding, but this is the time to stay strong. No matter what decision you are facing, no matter how difficult life becomes, no matter how challenging It is, listen, he says this, in hard times, tough times, bad times, when we're beaten up, I hope none of you have been beaten up, call me, I got your back, when jailed and mobbed, I know some of you have been jailed and we're praying for you, it's okay, working hard, working late, working without eating, none of us in this room have experienced that, with pure heart, a clear head, a steady hand, and gentleness, holiness, and honest love. When we're telling the truth and when God's showing his power. He's saying in the great times and in the difficult times, God is still faithful. Don't stop believing. I know, I want to sing it so bad. Maybe a little later. We're just Josh Groban only day. All right. When we're doing our best and setting things right. When we're praised and when we're blamed. Slandered and honored. Anybody ever been there where somebody you trusted... Man, they just spoke those words against you or you heard through the rumor mill that somebody was speaking about you and and you just want to kick them in the face. I've never thought that, but you have. (laughs) When we're praised and when we're blamed, slandered and honored, true to our word, though distrusted, ignored by the world, but recognized by God. For some of you, you walked in here today maybe honestly saying, I don't even know if I believe, and yet you're in a service talking about belief. God is at work in your life. Ignored by the world, but recognized by God. I wonder how many in here today feel ignored. Wondering if there's anybody that can acknowledge or see the pain or the hurt that I'm walking through. And and I just want to remind you from the word of God today, you're recognized by God. Terrifically alive. I love that. I love that. Sometimes life is terrible and terrific. But we're still alive. Though rumored to be dead. Beaten within an inch of our lives. But refusing to die. Immersed in tears. Yet always filled with deep joy. 
living on handouts, yet enriching many, having nothing and having it all. And I love this next passage of scripture. And this is the passage for you today. This is the writer talking to the church at Corinth saying, hey, don't give up. God's still in this. What's the terrible moment of decision for you today? Listen to this passage, verse 11. It says, dear, dear Corinthians, or let's just paraphrase that, dear, dear Orange Countyans, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open and spacious life. Maybe on the other side of that terrible moment of decision is the wide open spacious life that God has for you. We didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Listen to this. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. And this is it. Listen to this. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. The terrible moment of decision. What is the decision before you today? Is the decision to stay in the marriage? Or to stay in the fight? Maybe you feel like the boxer who's pinned up against the ring. Nose bloody, eyes cut, bruised up, can't see, eyes swollen shut. Exhausted because I've been in this for, I can't even remember how many rounds. And I'm getting pummeled left and right. Ribs and head. And I just, can somebody throw in the towel? And I wonder if that wide open spacious life is just one more round away. Just one more round away. What's the terrible moment of decision for you? To quit the job? To go after a new one? You might think that they're insignificant, but, but it might be something that God's trying to do or wants to do in your life. What's the terrible moment of decision? Is it to fully surrender? Maybe you've flirted with this Christianity thing and, and you've tried and you've done a little scratch and sniff and I kind of dig the movement church because they're real and Pastor Kerry sings in falsetto is really good looking. But I mean, after Sunday, I'm kind of, I've got this thing covered and maybe for some of us today, by the way, that was horrible laughter at Kerry's really good looking. That's all right. Every, every week I will drop that bomb. Get ready for it. Maybe today the terrible moment of, dec of decision is just to fully say, okay, Jesus, I'm going to give you everything. Maybe for some of us, it's to forgive. Maybe for some of us in the room, it's just to simply give Jesus a chance. The terrible moment of decision. What's holding you back? What do you think was holding the young boy back? The fear of failure, perhaps, or... The fear of being let down, the fear of going forward and wondering what would actually, what if his realization, the realization that maybe, just maybe Santa isn't real and he jumps on board and, and he's let down and the fear that he has becomes a reality. What's holding you back today? Maybe it's the fear of success. Whoa, I almost fell off the stage. <laughs> going for it. Maybe it's the fear of success. Look me in the eyes for a moment. This is often bigger than the fear of failure because we're worried about what it will cost us should I take that step. Should I fully surrender and be obedient to what God calls or speaks? It means I have to let go, give up, set aside the things that are on the inside. And I'm not sure if I'm ready for that yet. And I hear the writer Paul saying, dear, dear Corinthians, 
I'm not fencing you in. The smallness you feel comes from within. What is holding you back? That terrible moment of decision. Maybe there's a wide open spacious light. Just on the other side. Just on the other side. The young boy gets on the train and he meets friends and he drinks hot, hot, hot chocolate. Anybody? Yeah, yeah, okay. Nobody? All right, good. We almost brought in hot chocolate dancers. We thought that'd be too distracting. Nobody wants to see Jeremy in a leotard, so we said no to that. But the young boy is on the train. He's making friends and uh, he's excited about it. But uh, one of his friends, a young girl, has lost her ticket and she's being taken out to the back side of the train by the conductor. And this, this setup sounds creepy, but the young boy finds a ticket and follows them out only to see the conductor take this young girl, creepy conductor, to the top of the train. And the young boy follows them out to the top of the train and there he finds a hobo sitting around a fire on the top of a moving train. Let's watch this next clip. something I can do for you? I'm looking for a, a girl. A girl? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all! <laughs> I have her ticket. Hey, would you like some Joe? Nice, hot refreshment, perfect for a cold winter's night. some people like that in your life, aren't we, right? Just cynical and negative about everything. Can you just raise your hand if you've got some people like that in your life? If your hand's not up, you might be that hobo. Just going to throw that out there, and I'll trick you every time. So you just got to respond. It just helps out. Man, I, I, I've got to tell you, I love this, this movie. It's one of my favorite. But I just want to tell you this, that, that for many of us today, wanting to believe is the first step. Wanting to believe is the first step. Here's the young boy, and he's 
challenged by this hobo who he says, what's your persuasion on the big man? He's challenging this doubt on the inside. And here you have a young boy who so desperately wants to believe, but he's not sure if he does or can believe. Now remember, this isn't about Santa Claus, so don't get disconnected here. And this is about what is the thing that you're being challenged to believe in the journey of life that you are on right now, right here for today. That's what this story is about. And for many of us, there's such a huge disconnect because we see people that seem to have such a huge measure of faith. And when they pray, their prayer just, it literally, it just sounds like just amazing. And the way they talk about the scripture and what God has or is doing, it builds our faith. And then there's other people that we may encounter that seem to have very little faith. But I want to tell you, friends, that it's not the size of your faith that matters, but rather the object of your faith. The object of your faith. Who is it that you're choosing to believe in? Or to believe it is in control? Or to rely on? Or to put your faith in? And I'll let that be freedom for some of us today. You don't have to conjure up faith by squeezing your eyes tighter and making, I don't even know what that just, I feel my heart hurts for making that vibrating move there. But you don't have to conjure up faith. Listen, your faith does not have to be in how many Sundays of the year you attend the movement church. Your faith does not have to be great or small. It just needs to be in an eternal God who created you and sent his son. That you might have life. And for some of us today, the first step is just wanting to believe. The very fact that the boy was on the train was evidence that he wanted to believe. In John, we see Jesus going from town to town, village to village. No email, no news report, no Facebook, no Twitter. And thousands of people would flock to this man as he would speak words of truth that no one had ever heard, do miracles that no one had ever seen. And a young man comes up to Jesus and says, my child is deeply sick and we can't find the cure. Your disciples pray, but nothing happened. And man, I just want my child to be healed. And Jesus said, if you'll only believe. And the father says, I want to believe. Would you just help my unbelief? And can I just give some freedom to you? You don't have to have a theology degree in what the word of God says or to know how to eloquently communicate it. You don't even have to know how to believe. Just start with wanting to believe. You don't have to believe that it will change. You don't even have to believe that it can change. Just start with wanting it to change. I talk to so many married couples who face so many hurdles and are so challenged But what they're facing, they just don't know if after years and years of this same kind of scenario, the same problem over and over again, can it ever change? Well, I don't even start with can it or will it, but I just start with do you want it to change? Because some people don't. Some people get to a point of being so exhausted in the fight, the terrible moment of decision. And because of the history that they've walked through, the reoccurrence of Mistake after mistake. It's hard to believe that it can. And can I just 
bring some freedom for whatever you're believing for today. Just start with wanting to believe. Just wanting. And I love how in the passage of Scripture, the man just said, I want to believe. Would you help me? And guess what happened? Jesus said, absolutely. And he healed the young man's son. That's all God wants from us today. Just to want and to believe. So the boy catches up with his friend and after that scary experience with the hobo and how now he makes his way to the front of the train and he finds himself in the coal car and he's faced with yet another challenge. Let's watch this next clip. That is by far one of my favorite scenes. And unfortunately, we couldn't play the rest of it. Caribou! When in doubt, folks, when in doubt, follow the instructions. When in doubt, follow the instructions. It's so funny how this young boy, everything, doubt has crept into every facet of his life. And doubt does that. Doubt neutralizes hope. Doubt is, if hope is the force, doubt is the dark side, Okay. That was even better. We, we could tweet that one. That's in, in, in celebration of Star Wars. But when in doubt, follow the instructions. Listen, for those of you that are in this room wondering, but how do I know? What do I do? Sometimes the decisions aren't as clear 
as they might seem. Sometimes the terrible moment of decision that I'm facing, it could go both directions and I can see the pros and the cons of both. So what exactly do I do? And can I just tell you people that God has given us an instruction manual designed and written for all of humanity to let us know when to apply the brakes, when to add more coal, how to handle every scenario that we face. And it was written by the engineer specifically and uniquely for you, not the person next to you or the one behind you or the one that smells a little bit funky next to you on the other side, but specifically and uniquely for you. And when we face a terrible moment of decision, belief, faith, doubt, and hope, how do we handle this? Listen, when in doubt, follow the instructions. Because I can tell you right now, there will be times that when you try to follow what you think is going to be best, it will get you into trouble. In fact, a very wise man named David said the same thing in Proverbs 14, verse 12. It says this, there is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. Now that's pretty heavy, that's pretty intense, so it may not be an actual physical death, but have any of you ever made poor decisions and you felt like it led to the death of a dream? You ever met someone that made some poor decision that led to the death of a marriage? If we're not careful and we focus only on what we want and what our desires and what our thoughts are, and we don't lean into the instruction manual of the Word of God, the Bible... The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that is the book for me. I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. None of y'all know that song. That's okay. Anybody ever heard that song before? Oh, yes. Now Jesus shows up. And can I just tell you, commercial break, hey, introduce your children to the Bible early on that it will become a part of their life. Listen, my mom is here today, and she is one bad mamma jamma. Can y'all give her a hand clap? legitimately and the best thing that she did besides having a very good looking son is she raised her kids to understand the truth of God's word that our life is based upon the word of God that it is the foundation and the guiding light for what we do and how we make decisions in this world why because when I face doubt which neutralizes hope I can run to the instruction manual and realize that God is for me Romans eight thirty one, and if he is for me then who can be against me I want to sing that song right now. If God be for me, tell me who in the world can be against me. Shall I continue? In the darkness of night, he is a light. I don't know. I shift keys. I'm sorry. It's okay. Moving on. So my daughter sang and not me. You know, we went on a, uh, a safari when we were in Africa a couple of years ago. And uh, we had this one dude. It was a huge safari park, like legit. They call it a zoo, but you can die. So it's different. <laughs> And so our guide uh, literally raised the big cats. Like that's not like a nickname. Like he li- like li- real ones. Like lions and tigers and no, this is Africa. Settle down. Leopards. Y'all are way off. And so um, like we were just going on this crazy tour and, and he was so cool. He said, y'all want to do something different? And we were like, yes. Like literally, I think a couple years ago I showed a video. He let us chase after Impala like out of the Jeep and we ran after them. And then they took off and left us. This sounds foolish, but they, my wife was laughing. Like, I could have died. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, it's foolish, I know, I know. I, we trusted the scenario because the guide was with us. And the dude knew the park, he knew the cats, and more importantly, he had a gun. Can I get an amen? <laughs> and then he pulled up to this one important period of, of place, and he parked. He said, you guys want to go on a walkabout? I said, I don't know what that is, but yes. He gets out of the car, and he grabs 
the rifle, throws it on his shoulder, puts an extra round in his pocket. He said, follow me. And we did. Can you imagine if I thought, you know what, this, I can understand this terrain. This looks cool. I'm going to go check this out over here. You guys go on. I'll catch up. That would be disastrous, right? We were right on that guy, like white on rice. And I'm going to tell you right now. I mean, I was like really close. I almost held his hand. He's like, stop doing that. Stop it. <laughs> Why? Because I don't want to die. <laughs> and yet so many of us feel like we have a better idea than God's original plan for our life. God, thank you for giving me the ability to have children, but I'll raise them as I see fit. Hey, thanks, God, for giving me insight, wisdom, and skill set to produce wealth. I'll do my job, and I'll take care of my finances the way that I see fit. Hey, I appreciate you helping me get to the altar. I know a pastor said these vows and prayed a prayer over us, and we were good, but we'll handle our marriage. I'll take care, I appreciate the, the skill set and the purpose, but I'll take care of the destiny on my own. And we stop following the instruction manual, and it usually ends in disaster. So when in doubt, just follow the instructions. They're for you. Not to make life horrible, that's not the God that we serve. He wants the best for you. Do I sound like Joel Osteen enough right now? He wants the best for you. Amen. Listen to this passage of scripture. Thanks, babe. I love Joel's theme. Proverbs 3, 1 through 8. My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for the length of your days and years of your life and peace they will add to you. Who wants some peace? Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. I love this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not into your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him. And what? He will make your paths straight. Come on. When in doubt, follow the instruction manual. So the train makes it to the North Pole. All the elves are out there dancing. They're kind of annoying, but just get over it. The kids are excited. It's that moment when Santa Claus is coming. And the boy is still wondering, will he be able to hear the bells of Santa's sleigh? That is the, the focal point for a young boy. Is this man real? Is this the truth? And here is the crescendo of the movie. Let's watch this next clip.
okay. Okay. I believe. I believe. What was that you said? point of this thing is that this boy is faced with this crucial moment throughout the duration of this film and the opposition is weighing heavy all of the evidence is building a case that he should not believe yet along this journey he still has this innate desire that he wants so desperately to believe and the of that which I believe. And in the process, God begins to reveal the fullness of what he has for you. It starts simply by choosing to believe. What is the thing you're believing for today? Maybe it's a family member that has given up hope or has never surrendered their life to Christ. Maybe it's a friend's marriage that's on the rocks. Maybe it's yours. Maybe it's a challenge and a trial you're facing with a teenager. Or a grown child. Or your parents. 
Maybe it's a financial crisis. Maybe it's one you got yourself into. Maybe it's the feelings of shame and condemnation and wondering if there is a God who actually can still love you. What did you come in here today believing for? Because a terrible moment of decision is before you, and this is not about the Polar Express. This is about what God wants to do in your life right now. What if this Christmas could be different? I know for some of you, you came in and you hate Christmas. Maybe you're here because somebody dragged you, but what if this Christmas could be different? What if this year is the year that God is going to open your eyes to see a wide open and spacious life? The author said, I didn't fence you in, but the smallness, let's paraphrase that for a moment, the emptiness, the aloneness, the hurt, the bitterness, the fear, that you feel comes from within. And we challenge you to open up your life, live openly and expansively, to enter into this wide open, spacious life. If you will just believe. What's the moment for you today? What is it you're believing? Maybe it's been a great year, and you're just believing that this next one will be even better. What is it you're believing for today? I just want to remind you, through the fun and the silliness of a computer-generated film, that God's plans are for you, to prosper you and to keep you. That God is for you and nothing can be against you. That this moment is not by mistake, but by creative, unique design. That this Christmas will be the greatest Christmas of your life. To open up your lives, live openly and expansively. And it just starts by believing. Some of you came in here today and you're on a different journey. You're just, where, where am I at in this? What is God doing in this? And in fact, there have been times that you've tried to believe, but you feel like you're up against a wall every time, and there's not a connection between you and God. In fact, it feels like this cavernous gap between you and what God wants to do. And even in moments like this, when you hear someone share an encouraging word on the inside, you say, I want it, but I've never experienced it. And I challenge you today that maybe... It's because you haven't begun a journey with Jesus. You say, well, what what does that look like? You don't understand. I'm pretty messed up. I'm pretty jacked up. And, And you know what? That's okay. All of us in here are. In fact, that gap that you feel is called by the scripture a sin gap. And that all of us have it in our life. And there's a very grave and sobering consequence. It's death and an eternity in hell. But the Bible offers a radical solution called the gift of God. It's why we celebrate Christmas. God sent his son Jesus to this earth to live a sinless life. To 
die on the cross and pay the ransom or the payment for your sin and mine. You don't have to get perfect. You don't have to get your life in order. You just simply have to say, Jesus, I give you my life. Life doesn't get perfect, but it gets good. And you can experience a wide open and spacious life. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer and give you an opportunity to make that decision to say yes to Jesus. And you don't have to get out of your seat. We're not going to embarrass you. You can stay right where you're at. But today is your day. It's why you're here. If you've never made that decision, when I pray, I want to challenge you to pray with me. And those of you that are here today, and you've walked with God before, but you've been running from Him, today is the day to come running back. Today's the day to come running back. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Nobody looking, nobody moving. Just a few more moments left in our service. If you're here today and you've never prayed this prayer, just in your own heart, I want you to repeat after me. And if you're here today and you've been running God, and today's the day to come back, just repeat this prayer after me. Just say, dear God, I know you're real. I want to believe. I've got sin in my life. Would you forgive me? Thank you for sending Jesus to pay the ransom for my sins. All across this room, heads bowed, eyes closed. Just make this statement in your own heart. Jesus, I give you my life. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer with us today, we are so excited to be a part of this journey with you. Would you email us at info at theocmovement.com? And if you're not in the area, we would love to help you find another life-giving church near you. Send us an email at info at theocmovement.com and we'll get back to you shortly. Thank you again for listening to another inspiring message from The Movement Church.